Welcome to Gender Meowster Podcast Network. Genderful is a talk show featuring non-binary and trans folks discussing various topics and special interests. We kindly remind our listeners that no person is a monolith of identities. All opinions are the speaker's own. This show airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash gender meowster and VODs with show notes can also be found on YouTube. Meowdy, folks. Welcome in, everyone. My name is Dungeon Meowster. I am your stream host for the evening. Welcome to my channel. Today we have a very special, a very special event. We have a couple guests here. This is I don't know if I just said this. This is Genderful with Dungeon Master. It is a gender talk show. We are all very excited to have you all here in chat, spending some time with us today. And today I have with me regular on stream here, Trans Capybara, my wife. Hello. Hi, everybody. And we also have special guests, April Maybe Dead and Rempel Stiltskin. Welcome in, y'all. Oh. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, everyone in chat. I'm not going to call you out one by one, but I'm glad that you're here. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, so today we are, we're here. I've got my cozy tea. Do you all have cozy tea? I brought my really gay mug. And I brought my really gay mug. Your mug is also very trans. Yes. A mug. Hand painted. Because you said cat mom mug? Didn't you? Have yes. That? That's so wonderful. I love that so much. If I had to, if I had to pick one emotion that describes how I'm feeling, and I imagine the rest of us might be, it would be excited. It's like first day of school. Excited. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Welcome in also to our, our guests in chat. Thanks for being here. Please get yourselves cozy. Feel free to make a cup of tea as well. Usually we're a, a comfy, cozy daytime stream. So it's funny to be streaming at this time of day. I don't. What do you do at this time of day? Dinner? I don't know. Have a tea? Get a blanket? I love it. So first things first, let's do some introductions. But before that, actually, I need to explain how the things work to our audience friends in chat do you see this mm -hmm. you have a solution i don't know okay friends in chat we are accepting questions but because my my brain needs the help of my awesome moderators if you submit questions either in the twitch chat or in the discord server let me do the discord command so that you all can see that there's an ama meaning ask me anything channel in discord where you can submit your questions. I have a couple of questions prepared here at the beginning. So while folks are still, for those on the West Coast, getting off work and gathering, we have some things to talk about in the meantime. But yeah, so you can, you'll submit those questions either in the Twitch chat or in the Discord, and we will, the moderators will help me figure out which things to plunk into our little Google Doc we're working off of so that we can all see the things and make the changes in real time. Get that pulled up. Boom. Nice. I think that works for us. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So without further ado, let's start with, with introductions. So we can do name, pronouns. Maybe we'll do a Twitch handle so that if there's folks listening to this as a podcast later and they can't see us, they can hear what our things are. And let's see, what's one other fun thing that we could share with everyone today? Anyone have ideas? The easy answer, obviously, is like pets or hobbies. I suppose there could be relevant information, like how long you have known you've been trans, things like that. Okay, <laughs> cool. I think 
So the first question after the intro is, what are y'all's relationship to gender? So maybe we'll get into how long you've known your trans. How long trans? There we go. We'll get into that with our first question. So I, I like your idea of pets or hobbies. So name pronouns, Twitch handle, and pets or hobbies. I will go first, and then I will catch up on chat while you all are introducing yourselves. Mm. So we'll go on stream, we'll go left to so we'll be Meowster, Capybara, Rem, and then April. Perfect for you. Yeah. So my name is Dungeon Meowster, or you can just call me Meowster. I use they, them pronouns. My Twitch handle is Dungeon underscore Meowster. The underscore is an important part of the thing. And and my pet is Neferkitty. You can actually, she was the inspiration for our logo. So if you Aww. look on the overlay here, you'll see half orange faced, half black and white faced cat. And that is my cat, Neferkitty. She's very Aww. cute. What a great name. Yeah, I love her. It's a punny name. She also just turned eight last weekend. So she's eight years and six days old today. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's my wholesome plug. Capybara, you're next. Hi, my name's Trans Capybara, and I use she, her pronouns. And let's see, my pet is Kitty because I live here <laughs> in the house, and I inherited the cat whenever I married this wonderful person. No. Yeah. That's one of your hobbies. One of my hobbies is actually cooking for the family, because I... That's how we eat, and we can't go to restaurants. So I got good <laughs> cooking, and so I spend a lot of time preparing food, and got really good at things. And recently, have received a sous vide, and have been making sous vide things, and it's wonderful. It's wonderful to have something that I can just put meat in a pot, and set an exact temperature, and come back to it, and it's perfectly cooked. It's so cool. Nice. Love that for you. Next we have okay. Rem. Yeah, so I guess that's my turn. So hello everyone. Uh, my name is Rem. Online, my Twitch handle is Rempelstiltskin with an underscore after Rem. So let's let's talk about gender. Are you ready to jump mm -hmm. in? Yeah. Maybe we'll just yeah. start with like, what's your relationship to gender? And I'll let our two guests go first. So one suggested question Rem said is, how long have you known you were trans or to put it more broadly, gender non-conforming, right? Because there's people have feelings about the word trans, which we could also get into, but how long have you known you were maybe not cisgender? I think you like really highlighted it and that I threw that question out there, but there's a whole bunch of different ways to talk about gender and expression and how you think about your own gender. So yeah, for me personally, I guess I have always been a little gender not normal, but that's probably <laughs> true of everybody or at least most of the people here but I started having like real conversations with myself and like doing research and like trying to figure things out I don't know like eight eight-ish years ago oh, I suppose ten-ish years ago and so it's been a long and grand adventure and there's been many changes along the way and I'm sure we'll get more details into it but there's the short answer <laughs> so that I can pass it along because I don't want to take all of the screen <laughs> Oh, you're totally fine. Oh. For folks in chat, we have a pronoun pronoun channel point redemption, so please share your pronouns in the chat. And there's also information about the plugin that you can get so that your pronouns are visible across Twitch when you're on desktop. Thank you. April's turn. I actually, I've only really, as Rem put it, realized that I might be gender not normal in words, I suppose, recently, as in in the last few years. I've spent a lot of time 
exploring my gender, respecting my woman adjacentness, but becoming more comfortable with identifying as genderqueer, allowing myself to experiment and explore my relationship with femininity and my relationship with masculinity without necessarily the burden of a label, or at least a specific label. And so I've only really started actively pursuing that in the last few years in various minor ways. But if I were to think back on like my childhood, I would say I definitely recognize some very traditionally masculine tendencies in myself. And that sort of led me on this whole path of thinking about it. So I guess I'm a baby. I love that so much. There's totally, there's totally room to be all the things, right? I can go next. So I was what I would call egg mode in terms of a trans masculine taking HRT until pandemic happened and I spent a lot of time looking inward and the things right because we can't go out we can't play we can't go do the fun things and so like my little trans egg just hatched in the middle of pandemic look at you're so proud of me but I've been identifying as non-binary for mm, I think since 2017 so what year is it now 2021 was that four years? I've been some oh. sort of like gender non-conforming something for four years. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting how is like m- time and my relationship to my gender evolves. Like the, the coming out process happens again and again. Because before all of that, I came out as a lesbian. And so it's just, there's no end to the coming out, y'all. There's just no end to it. So anyways, I think that's my short answer to that. I'm a non-binary transmasculine person. That's the synopsis version. As a total side note, unrelated to gender, or is it ooh? I also think I'm probably on the autism and ADHD spectrums. I am currently seeking formal diagnosis, but I think there actually is overlap between those things. Uh, to answer your question, Quicksilver, HRT is hormone replacement therapy. So in my case, testosterone. In trans capybara's case, what are you taking or what have you taken for HRT? Okay, so I, I'm a trans woman, female person. I was assigned male at birth, and if that matters to anybody, the the hormones I'm currently taking are estradiol, uh, an oral medication, and before before that, I was taking spironolactone and progesterone, and that's usually the trifecta of the trans HRT medication regimen. So, you know. All the trans feminine folks out there will be very familiar with probably one of those three. And yeah, that was, that's the HRT I take. Nice. Do you want to tell us more about your relationship to gender? Sure. So I, I didn't really, well, I knew I was different, but I didn't really know how for a long time. And I was trying to search for the answer and there was like bits and pieces of me like showing like uh, feminine sort of qualities that I didn't really pick up on because I didn't really think, I really didn't have any sort of frame of reference. I didn't have any trans uh, friends or really knew anybody like that. And so I didn't really think it was a possibility that I could be female. So for the longest time I was doing things that like shaving all my body hair off and like I just feel compelled to do this. It's not like uh, it feels like really good to me to do that. And I don't know why, but eh, I'm doing it. And eventually experiencing a, a form of dysphoria that I could actually Google and try to get some answers. What did you Google? What was your search term? 
do men normally have to picture themselves as a fe- with a female body in order to have sex <laughs> or like to, to enjoy sex? <laughs> because you know, men don't actually have to think about this. This is weird. This is like strange. Am I the only person in the world that thinks this way? I didn't have any frame of, I didn't know anything. And then I stumbled upon what gender dysphoria exhibits and I was reading through it and like, oh my gosh, I hit all of these things. And then it's a revelation. I'm female. What? And this is at 30, you know, age 39. I was married with two children and a house and an RV and a perfect life. And not me, to be clear. Yeah, not to this person, <laughs> another person. And like, I figured out I'm female. That is so interesting and how do I get rid of this dysphoria now? And, oh, you have to take our HRT and transition to a female. And I'm like, that's daunting, but it, <laughs> I, it really didn't take me that long to actually decide that's the path I should go down because the path I was on was not sustainable. Like self-medicating with alcohol, it's not sustainable. So I decided to go down that path and there's there's things that happen. So there's losing the marriage, losing family members. Thankfully, I have a, a great support system at work. You know, probably the greatest work support system I've thought I could ever experience. So not to plug your particular workplace, but hmm. what industry do you work in? I work in hardware, computer hardware. Like big tech though, right? Oh yeah. Like software engineering for a big tech. Big tech. And they have <laughs> trans healthcare, right? You would know the name. Yeah. And they have great trans healthcare. They are on the HRC top 100 corporate equality index. So they have great trans care and recently completed a bottom surgery and it was all paid for. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. Wow, that is, that cool. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And with that, I don't have to take spironolactone anymore. That's great. That's one medic. Because the body part anymore. that counter counters is no longer attached That's right. to the body. That's no, right. No longer on me. Um, You're so excited about it. Yeah. So much. So happy recovery. Yeah. Thanks. Well, you, how many months post are you now? It's about just over three months yeah. post. Yeah. And very it's recently great. then. Yeah, it was very successful. Let me just say that. That's Hello. so wonderful. So before I I ask our next question, I just want to remind folks, if you joined us since we started, if you would like, you're welcome to submit Ask Me Anything questions to these two genderful couples who are here talking to you today. We are taking submissions in our AMA channel and Discord and here in the Twitch chat, and the moderators are helping us moderate the questions so that we know which ones to do. So our next question is, how has your experience of gender evolved over time as a couple? And I can start with some of my experiences and then while you all chew on your answers. So for me, Capybara and I got married when I was identifying as non-binary, so still gender non-conforming, but I was more in the middle and hadn't really picked up that trans-masculine identity yet. That has, as I said earlier, come during pandemic. And the, so when we got together, I was like, okay, I'm non-binary with this trans woman, like we're both into the female shaped parts down there situation that's a good time and you were pre-op so that was the whole thing we had to navigate which i won't get into too much detail but we figured it out and boop there we go realized i need to turn my (laughs) my content filter on i just did (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) oops i didn't say anything too saucy yet it's on now (laughs) if you are not 18 or more 
you might consider your choices. So yeah, we had to navigate that. And what I think was really beautiful about how we approached that is we, you told us on one of our first dates, because I was like really into you, but had never dated a trans woman or a cis man, like in a serious way. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And so Capybara, you just said like, you, you just each make a list of the things that you're like interested in and like available for, and you mix and match. You like pick from column A, column B, where does it match? And that's what you can do. It was such a great, I still remember the restaurant we were sitting in, we had that conversation. I do too. <laughs> I remember the table. And as two gender non-conforming, gender rebel people, I've realized over time I've had to drop the precise boxes that a label like lesbian puts me in. And more and more I've been drifting towards either pansexual or queer, which doesn't mean I'm into every single everybody, but like my, my, I, my sexual identity has evolved over time as my gender identity and the gender identities of the people I'm into has evolved. And I feel like all of this really ties into the whole gender abolition talk we had earlier this week on Monday on stream, but that's a whole other yeah. thing. So that's been my, there's my introduction to that topic. <laughs> Who wants to go next? If uh, you don't mind, I'll definitely steal the mic here. So like, my journey has been long and strange and has been a collection of labels that have mostly been me stumbling across going, well, I'm not this, so what else is there? So I didn't have a lot of thoughts about gender growing up. I was a fairly isolated kid and so gender wasn't really super relevant. The only times that gender was relevant is when I was doing an activity and doing it well and other boys were very angry that I was beating them for some reason and they didn't think that was correct. And so I got to be gleefully spiteful at the gender dynamics and how to abuse them in those particular cases. But that was pretty much all I thought about gender. And I didn't really think about uh, sexuality. I was a super late bloomer in general. And so my first puberty was really late and everybody else was like doing the whole dating thing. And I was just not interested slash I didn't really understand, but that was cool. I ended up dating a guy and he was absolutely wonderful, but I just wasn't into it, is the super truncated version of that. Yeah, like he, he was absolutely great, but there, I just couldn't figure out how to relationship. And so when that ended, I was like, oh, okay, I think that I am just uninterested in relationships with anybody. I seem to be uninterested in anything. I tried to search out um, some resources on that and I found asexual. And so I was like, okay, that makes sense, asexual, and that's all I have to worry about, and that's fine. And so I, I lived that way for a hot minute, and I didn't tell anybody, but like, I understood myself that way, and that was fine. And then I fell amazingly, tragically in, in love with April, and found out that not only was I romantically attracted to her, but I was sexually attracted to her, and I was like, okay, this doesn't make any sense at all. So I had to do a little bit more digging, and I was like, okay, so demisexual really describes how I am feeling here. And so that's fine. And I was comfortable with that. And I told her about that identity and that was all fine, but I didn't tell anybody else. And I was like, okay, this is good. And so we were dating for a while and I'll let April talk later about her experiences and that about uh, identifying in sexuality. But like, she was having a lot of complications and thoughts about that, but I really wasn't. It was strange. I didn't, like people were assigning us to be lesbians, but I, I didn't really have any opinion on that. I, I, 
it's like technically guess i guess that's true but i just didn't hold any internal value to that but as time went on i started feeling more and more gender questions and presentation questions and so i just started into the gender queer box and i didn't really think a whole lot about it and it just made me uncomfortable and everything just slowly got more complicated and more worse until one day april just looked at me and told me flat out it's okay if you're trans and then i broke down like a baby and cried yeah 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 yeah. it was was a whole deal it was a whole deal it was a rough period of time (laughs) i'm pretty sure Uh, i've spent the last eight months asking capybara every night if x thing changes about me because i'm trans will you still love me it's just every night why does the feelings sneak up every night (laughs) she's very affirming though yeah i one one quick thing is whenever i started to date you i noticed that you were on the masculine side of non-binary and then my engineer brain goes to edge cases there's an edge case here that they will want to go further towards the masculine side and start taking hormones and I have to be okay with this right now. And so I decided then, right then and there, about a two weeks into dating you, that if Jack decides, or if Meowster decides to go <laughs> take some hormones, that I would be okay with that. And I am, I still am. Babe. Even after marrying you. Babe. Yes. Which I, is such, it's rare. Because, I don't know, what is it, 90% of people who come out as trans end up getting divorced or losing their relationship because Mm -hmm. people are just like, this is not what I signed up for. Also, hormones and, like, adolescence is a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. What is so, I don't know, so different about Rem and I's story. Like, we started dating before being trans was a topic on the table. And when... REM started becoming more and more non-conforming. And I began observing this on my own. He was dealing with this entire identity crisis and trying not to tell me about it. Because, I was right? terrified that you were <laughs> absolutely um, going to vacate my life Which, instantly. <laughs> like, on one hand, I'm like, oh, why would you think that? But on the other hand, I'm like, we... Similar to what Capybara was saying earlier, we didn't know any other trans people. Did we know any trans people at that point? We definitely we knew people who later uh, who found later came out, out as trans to be trans. We knew very limited queer people at all of any yeah. of and so we were very isolated in that situation. So uh, <laughs> I'm less insulted when I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I had planned to not say anything and certainly not let her know, but she figured me out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then came the long, arduous uh, conversations about, okay, what does that mean? Like, what do I intend to do? I'm sure you've had similar conversations. And so then I I personally really knew that I wanted HRT. Like, that's something that I absolutely knew that I wanted. May, and so may I, I ask you how long you've been on HRT? I have been on HRT since 2014. January. Wow. That's so yeah. cool. Awesome. Side note, your beard is like my life goals. I hope I can. It took me a while. It took me a while, but you too can acquire this. Yeah. He gets that a lot. Yeah. Um, So, how long have you two been together? We have been together 10 years. Yes. Yeah. February was. Someday. February was our 10 year anniversary. And we had a pretty happy start. We're high school sweethearts, which means that initially we both. 
we started dating living in our ultra Christian households. I hear and so we understand <laughs> what you mean when you say the coming out never ends over and over. It seems like there's always something, but I don't know. Where do, where do we start, start that? Oh, I do want to. Sorry. Uh, yeah. No, no, go I, back. It's okay. <laughs> I, I just, cause I want to make it clear like a for the audience and for like information and B for like journey stuff. So like I super went headlong into like FTM fully binary trans male transition. Like I had a doctor who was my only access point to hormones, who was very personally invested in making sure people were gold stars and making people sure wanted all of the surgeries and wanted all of the everything and wanted you to present hyper feminine or hyper masculine. Yeah, exactly. He was the worst. The Beth version was out when you were going through all of that. Is there um, six right now or seven? It's probably six. WPATH six or seven. I think. Oh gosh, was I on four or five? What is WPATH? It's the um uh world. Per, I don't remember the acronym. It's, just, um, it's yes, like a global. Out. It's like a global standards of care. And it's it's is looking. At it's it. the okay. rules that the doctors have to follow. Okay. Basically, Thank when you. I Thank when you. I started, it was the whole you have to have two or three years of gender therapy, get a signed letter, you have to have uh, three or four years of hormones um, to get surgeries, you have to blah 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 blah. That changed while I was transitioning, okay. so I'm not exactly sure what number that was. But yeah, so the point is that like. I went into medical transition, very binary and very toxic. Like even at the time I knew that I didn't want all of that and that all of that was really sexist and gross, but it was pretty much like my access. And so unfortunately I was pretty invested in that for a hot minute, presenting very binary and Mm -hmm. passing and all of that really unfortunate stuff. And thankfully over the years that has gone away i've gotten better doctors and i've gotten better attitudes and like nowadays it's i have a public answer about things and i have a like friends answer about things in that i have been out as binary trans to everywhere all of my workspace my family everything since ever but it's also no that's not everything about me also the binary is bad and gender as a whole is a fun and exciting toy but it is not a hammer to beat people with and gender abolition is great and so i just go yeah my pronouns are he him i would love to use other pronouns but people have traumatized me with other pronouns my gender is a masculine non-binary but if i have to talk to somebody who's being aggressive or transphobic, then no, I'm male. I'm legally male. Deal with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's the my, aside I wanted to get to before my, whatever. My gender marker on my driver's license is X. Nice. Wow. So cool. I don't think they even have it in all the states here in the U.S. I just live in one of the ones that's more trans forward. Yeah. But all of my federal stuff says yeah that's fantastic i am not in a state that has that and frankly i i applaud your your bravery and uh your willingness whereas i'm i think that a gender marker should be taken off federal forms for oh so many reasons but in my personal case i think like i would have chosen to have uh, male as my legal marker 
for safety reasons, especially dealing with in cases where people need my ID, apps and jobs and things. I I am super, super excited for all of the states that are getting X and for all of the people who are uh, choosing that option. I just want it all to go away because that should not be on forms. And it's really even unhelpful on medical stuff because I can go to a doctor and I can write mail on all of my medical forms because that is true and accurate and legal, but that is not all of the pertinent information that they need to right. know. Then they don't know if you might maybe need a pap smear or something else, that whole deal. Yeah, yeah. and that varies for every individual and so like, mm -hmm. stuff. Anyway, <laughs> I derailed for a while, other people can talk. Oh, you're fine. I think we were about to talk about us as starting dating as yeah um, oh gosh okay let's see so we started dating in 2011 i was 17 and you were 20 mm. right yeah yes and rem was about to move out of his parents house but far away so we were like right on the cusp of a long distance relationship where we dated for two years and when he had moved you know upstate from me is when he started having all of his gender questions so he was isolated going through his transition stuff on his own and not telling me about it while we were also physically separated and in like he was dealing with like isolation being in a new place trying to meet people doing the gender struggle and i was dealing with trying to figure out how I would even come out to my family and the house that I lived in. And we didn't really have a plan as far as moving in together. We didn't have the financial structure yet in place to do that, but we were working on it, <laughs> right? And questions like, should we come out? Well, I hadn't come to the conclusion that I couldn't come out until I was moved out of my parents' house because I knew that this was just a disaster. This is a disaster waiting to happen. We were, I don't know, two or three months away from being able to get an apartment together when my parents found out that we were yeah. dating. My parents knew Rem as my best friend, which was true. That was that's, factual. That's, that's yeah, a yeah. classic lesbian trajectory, like intense friendship in the beginning. It was quite intense. <laughs> Long story short, my parents found out that we were trans. I'm sorry. No, that we were together. Eyebrow um, waggles. Wow. <laughs> it's okay if you're trans, we April. Together. Yeah, but so my parents found out that we were together and it was while I was still in the house and they, they didn't exactly kick me out but they forbade me from leaving which kind of felt like kicking me out you know what I mean and so I I remember that night I packed up everything in my bedroom I had a little s10 Silverado uh, <laughs> and I packed everything that I could fit into the truck bed and I just drove off and Rem and I together decided that since my parents already knew we might as well tell his parents and just make it one night of awful and so we drove to your parents house and we came out basically, hey, just so you know, this is a thing. We were going to get an apartment in a couple months. In the meantime, we're looking for a place to live. It would be really cool if we could still stay here. <laughs> but if not, we understand. We will find somewhere else. And thankfully, Rem's parents did take us in for those few months, though it was a bit rocky. It was that's... a rocky few months. Yeah, that's a generous way. Anyway. Generous to both parties. So in that two months, we had a lot of conversations with Rem's parents about mostly them asking, have you tried dating men? What if you guys, what if you guys just didn't? <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm really sorry that happened to you. That sounds turfy and awful. Yeah, like... it was a big deal. Yeah, I did not come out as trans to my parents no. at that point. We were just, we just came out as in a relationship and we yes. did not make any references to labels or to my gender. We just came out as together. Yeah. And then I had, we had to re 
process again when I officially came out as trans. Yeah, uh, which was about six months later, I think. Yeah, and so, during that time, uh, yeah, that her time, parents. Uh, my parents completely stopped talking to me. Do, are they I still had, not talking to you? Touch your um, questions. <laughs> You also, if, no, if okay. at any point I ask a question, you're like, I don't want to answer this. You don't have to. No, no, no. Um, thankfully, I was actually, I was just talking to Rum about this earlier today, and we've talked about it in the past as well. But I feel like I'm finally getting to a point in my life where I'm mostly past the trauma of 2013, which, you know, is an accomplishment, I feel like. <laughs> but so I can talk about it without getting like upset or anything. And I don't mind people asking questions, but... So my parents, they forbid me from leaving, so I ran away, Flash got kicked out, but then they completely cut contact with me, which for me was really, it was quite the shock. Like my mother is the classic helicopter mom. When people say helicopter mom, like my mom's face should pop up. She used to call me, <laughs> she used to call me every six hours. She had to know what I was doing all the time. She was incredibly controlling of all of my life situations and things. Wow. And I had just learned how to cope with it as a child. So like to go yeah. from that to nothing, you'd think would be really freeing. And in a way it was, but I really just spent a lot of time crying. Yeah. Because I liked my mom. She didn't she didn't have good political views, but I liked her. <laughs> but yeah, so she had completely stopped talking to me. My dad stopped talking to me. My sister was 10. And I had no ma no means by which to talk to my sister. They had forbade me from telling her anything. That whole situation. And that was going to be the entire future of a relationship, except then my grandmother, I suppose there's a trigger warning here. Passed away. Yeah, she passed away by suicide. And my father was out of town when it happened, and my mom doesn't have any family that's close. So my dad called me, and this is the first time I had heard from him since they kicked me out, to go and, and, and be with my mom, because no one else could be with her. And I, I did, and through that process, like, that is the only reason my mother and I started talking again, and it was mm -hmm. because of this traumatic incident that that brought us together and then shortly after that my uncle died of a heart attack and it just like those stacked in such a way that made us able to politely engage with each other but obviously our relationship was never the same she didn't call me anymore i wasn't expected to tell her what i was doing ever we basically only talked around the holidays and holidays became really difficult and i was forbidden from talking about my relationship with rem my name was not to be mentioned. I was yes. the devil. <laughs> so there was, I don't know, five to seven years there. Yeah. Where if I brought up Rem's name, my mother would break down into tears and lock herself in her bedroom until I left and she wouldn't engage. So where we are now, a major step for my mother is as of... I guess it would be the end of 2019, right before 2020. Yeah. She would be in the same room with Rem at the holidays when my cousin hosted. So that is that is where we are now. I love that. So I feel like we just answered Trans Griffin's question, which was, so you grew up in a religious environment. Did you keep your trans identity secret from your family? But do you have anything else you want to add to that, Rem? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, my, my family, I was born and raised Catholic. My mother and my mother's side was born Catholic. My dad was a convert. I do not have much problems with my mom's side of the family, ironically, whereas my dad's side of the family is way more of a problem. He didn't mind that April and I were in a relationship. He likes April better than me. And 
he didn't like that we were together, but it was tolerable. But me being trans was absolutely unacceptable. And it was a whole bunch of things where I was an adult and not living under that roof. And yet there was still all sorts of draconian laws that were tried to be placed upon <laughs> me, some of which were very hilarious in that I tried to get my father to better understand what was going on. And I invited him to speak um, with my gender therapist and we could all just have some group therapy together. And that went really terribly. And um, in one of those instances, he tried to forbid me from going on HRT, not knowing that I was already a couple months on HRT. <laughs> wow. Nice. That sounds really yeah. sensitive. Yeah, it is still an ongoing process. Like I said before about talking about pronouns in that I would love to be comfortable with other pronouns. Like I would love to use he and they, but several people, my father most uh, aggressively ungenders me with that. Only uses your name instead of pronouns? No, I, I don't even get a name half the time. <laughs> I get his eldest child. I get they vaguely. I get that sort of unpersoning. Yeah, that sounds like how yep. your dad talks about you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. I completely relate and I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Something that's really been interesting that's been in both mine and Capybara's life recently is like having either health scares or people like on hospice, like heart attack level of health scares and needing Oof. to navigate like family dynamics with that. And there's still the trans thing that's unresolved. And it's how do you grieve and handle the stress of your like birth family member is going through all this stuff, but there's still this like, complete invalidation of one's identity and it's I'm the young we're the younger people in the situation and so then we want to show up for the parent the grandparent the whoever but there's this other piece of like shitty gender crap and it's just fascinating how hard all of that has been yeah, yeah. it's weird grieving while trans is weird and there's a whole bunch of extra layers that sure I don't is. think cis people have to navigate yeah like Last summer, or well, yeah, last summer in June, or early July, my grandmother passed away. But before she did, I was I was contacted by my family to say my grandmother is almost almost on her way out because they she's under hospice care now, and you may want to come over here and say see her before she goes. And so I made the decision to go into an environment which I am constantly misgendered and dead named and trying to navigate all the people that are around all the family members that are there to try to you know tie all the loose ends together and go in there and have some peaceful moments with my grandmother who actually in the last the last two years of her being alive had started to come around to accepting me as as her granddaughter and would call me by my actual legal name and pronouns and I thought that was great and I think other people maybe other people in my family thought that was chalk it up to some other reason why she would want to honor me in that way but I deeply felt it and I really had a lot of love for her and she had a love for me too we would say I love you to each other it was great that I got to say goodbye but also really shitty 
mm-hmm. to have to navigate my family members that would basically walk around me with a sneer on their face like why are you even here you wretched piece and a complete 180 from the way that they used to treat me um, before I came out I was like golden child <laughs> to the family yeah. you, like, you, you I was were the, the, the eldest the son, son inheritor the, of the, the family eldest, business yes, the firstborn eldest son software engineer cowboy I grew up in a cowboy ranch setting of course you can only imagine cowboys not coming around to the fact that they're they have a trans daughter or whatever and and just recently my father suffered a heart attack and in I my expectations of him actually coming around to accepting me have gone pretty much to zero so yeah. it's just something I have to accept about my family it really is and it it has me leaning on my chosen family and my actual family much more including my children my two kids and lovely children we have the best kids yeah so good aren't they our kids are so cool uh, just, there's my one of my kids in chat hi ninquendo <laughs> just last night ninquendo and i were were stepping through adobe audition and he's not even like 16 yet he's learned adobe audition and He's teaching me things, and it's humbling, and I'm, like, swelling with pride as a... Also, he's building my new stream computer slowly over time. It's hard to navigate that family stuff, but I think... Our children give me hope for the future, though. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the shittiness that we're experiencing, I don't think the trans people that are in our kids' generation are going to go through at least as often to the same volume as... I really hope it's decreasing. I'm trying to be one of those role model people like I can be a like my kids have been told that you can become whomever you are because that's who you are and it's immutable and I it is my obligation as your parent to love you unconditionally no matter what so perfect yeah 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 it's just, I think yeah I think Rem can relate a lot to your position capybara with your father and your family <laughs> Sounds very similar to a lot of the situation you're dealing with. Yeah, I I had my grandmother uh, pass away early on in my transition on my dad's side. And I went down to the funeral and all of my dad's side was either unaware or unsupportive. And that was really rough. My my grandfather, Nasser, you'll probably relate to this uh, really hard right now. But my grandfather took one look at me and I'm like six months on tea, maybe three months on tea. And he goes, what'd you fall into a wasp nest? Yikes. And, and that was it. That's literally the last thing that he said to me. I have not seen him since. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I have spoken with, so my parents have done the bit of uh, divorce and remarry and the grandparents and grandparents have all done that. So I have more than like mm. the average amount of grandparents. I have extras. And yeah. um, <laughs> this week alone, I've heard from two grandfathers while a third one is on his deathbed, like in hospice, like we didn't think he would make it to Friday. Like, I thought we'd have to cancel the stream because I thought he would be gone and I'd be flying across the country to go do the thing. And it's been really interesting because I'm, like, a month and change. I forget how many days now. I don't know. 
a month and a week and or two on testosterone and my voice hasn't changed too much yet like it's starting to a little bit i'm getting that tickle in the bottom of my vocal cords yes yes i am excited to see all my vods and watch it change over time it's going to be a fun super yeah. cut in a year or two and i make that video says nunquendo but yeah it's been it's like i'm talking to these grandparents and i'm like oh no this is the, the phone calls are going to get weirder as time goes on because it's going to get real obvious even just over the phone. So I just texted one of them back today because I just could not. I could not handle talking about how trans I am with one more grandparent this week. I've done it enough this week. Maybe next week. I don't know. I cannot get into uh, this story too much aside from a really funny anecdote. But yeah, no, I accidentally um, outed myself slash made a huge problem for some other people because I answered the phone and the person who picked up immediately recognized me as me but that I was no longer just Butch anymore. And it like exploded into this whole deal. So yeah, phone calls are strange and weird and will get stranger and weirder. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say that when, when Rem started on testosterone, we were almost um, like immensely unprepared for how fast the effects were going <laughs> to, to uh, start happening. Okay, I was unprepared. And like his voice started dropping so quickly that at first we thought he got sick. We were like, <laughs> I've wondered if I was sick. Checking my, like nothing swollen in there. It's something else. Yeah. And he's like, like, we're like, do you have a cold? And we're both looking at each other going, could it be? No. Oh. That's so funny. And it was very fun. Do you have anything else on this particular topic or shall I move on to the voices, voice training phone call portion of my questions I prepared? whatever you like yeah that's okay fine. i feel like i just ramble off into the uh, distance <laughs> you're wonderful i'm really enjoying this conversation with you all so i i wanted to talk a little bit about voices and voice training and this seems like a good sort of transition if you will ah. <laughs> i love puns what can i say i think it's the autism in me that loves the puns <laughs> i love puns i'm just terrible at them so like <laughs> for doing this for me <laughs> so one thing that i've noticed is i like rem you were just talking about you answered the phone and it accidentally outed you and that was a whole thing i get misgendered on the phone all the time and i've been making anytime i need to make a phone call like power repairs medical appointments more medical appointments i get misgendered on the phone and it's ugh. like i've literally had to tell people please don't sir or ma'am me just use my name yeah so many times. I would love to say that that'll get better with testosterone, though not really because you're still going to get misgendered just in a different way. But it actually doesn't really get super better on that. Medical people are terrible about anything. Insurance companies are terrible. Anything that has your legal name or legal sex will be terrible forever. If you work in customer service or have a particular polite presentation to your voice, you will always uh, be classified as feminine over the phone. It's just a thing. I must learn this I'll... thing. Yeah. Basically, I, I guess, Kevin, I'll give you the hint. It's way more, I've found that it's way more about inflection and tone than actual like pitch of your voice because for whatever reason, if you are very peppy and polite, it doesn't really matter what your pitch is. People and will hear. Yeah, right. it, it won't really matter. People will just assume that you are a woman for some reason. 
I mean, the reason is sexism, but <laughs> preach. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I just today in my voice training, in my voice training thing, we were learning about inflection and reading sentences and making sure that the inflection is there. Yes, he did. He did seize the cup from the hand and making sure it, it goes up and down and not just a monotone. Yeah, he sees the cup from the hand. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I think I'm actually, I think I'm sorry. I think I'm actually okay with inflections. I just have to do them more exaggerated, <laughs> especially over the phone because they can't actually see me. And that doesn't really even make a difference either. I've stood in front of a clerk at a Ace Hardware and I've got all feminine clothes on and like he hemmed and I'm like, I, do you even, I'm right here. I've got like a low cut shirt and nothing about me besides my voice is anything. It's frustrating, but I also, I know where it's, I've learned that the human brain has this non-interruptible interrupt is what I call it, where I must gender this person as a male because of the voice. You must do it. And I, it's a thing. Remy and I were talking a few weeks ago about how it's such a awful shame that pronouns are so tied to your physical attributes. Like people hear a tone in the voice and the pronouns just follow, or they see a shape and the pronouns follow and pronouns shouldn't be like it's not even that they don't have to be but they shouldn't be tied to that it should purely be the sprinkles on top what you want them to be that's like don't go around assuming people's names why would you go around assuming people's pronouns how they want to be referred to yeah yeah i have a resource i want to mention and then we have at least two two questions from the chat to tackle as a, <laughs> as a time check we have 28 minutes until we hit the the two hours we negotiated and i want to be mindful and respectful of y'all's time i know you have early morning trans agenda things to get to that are like mowing the lawn drinking tea petting cats whatever you do yeah raising <laughs> so, an army of the dead you know normal stuff. yeah yeah normal normal stuff so capybara has found a couple of voice coaching resources because you've you found that it's really as we were just discussing it's about changing how how you speak not the tone and or depth and so voice training no amount of vocal surgery is going to fix your intonation yeah. and the the lilt and the way a person speaks and so we have a couple of resources i posted it once in the chat before i started talking because i didn't want to lose it but i'll post it again so the three discords that we have the first one is mine because of course it is we have as of this recording somewhere between 250 and 300 folks and it's very like trans and non-binary neurodiverse we've got folks with various disabilities physical and mental we're so cute. We just drank water at the same time. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So my community, it's a community for folks to gather when the Twitch stream isn't running to play tabletop role-playing games together and just hang out and be social. 
So it's more of a social type space. The next Discord that I posted is the Trans Community Center, which has four and a half thousand people. So it's much bigger than my server. And there are all kinds of special topics spaces you can talk about coming out in all these various ways. Let me just tab over so I can talk about transition talk, trans mask, non-binary speech school, legal transition, social transition, medical transition. So there's like, they go Hi. deep into all the different specific topics. It's a very cool Discord. I've been tearing it up in there last couple of days and it's been a fun time. They also have a neurodivergent chat where you can talk about ADD, GHD, autism spectrum, anxiety, compulsion, dissociative identity disorder, and OSDD, and other things. Well-being, selfies. You actually cannot post pictures or use emotes to react until you are rank six. You have to chat and type a bit until you rank up, and that's a that's an anti-troll measure that they're taking in that server. I've been that around. Yeah, so they have a really strong moderation team. They even have a, like a ticketing system if you have questions or suggestions, and it's it's a very vibrant server. I'm in multiple trans servers, and I'm only suggesting a handful because I only want the best for all of you all. The third one I'm going to let Capybara talk about. Yeah, so the third one is called Online Focal Coach, and you can join that and it could be anybody like it could be trans femme or trans mask or singers or anyone really that wants to improve their voice quality and what they do is they hold free classes on Sunday where you can jump into a queue and they'll call your name up and then you can come off of mute and sit down with a person and they will show a, a spectrum an analysis of your voice as this the shared screen so you can see the the resonance levels of your voice if, if you play with adobe audition there's a view that's very much like that whenever you're analyzing sound so they sit down with you and they ha they run you through some warm-ups and do this like Oh, like that. Mm -hmm. And and yeah. they <laughs> look at how your voice looks on the spectrum. Thing. They have tech. <laughs> and so they's like, what's your goals? And I want to increase my residence. And so they will work through specific exercises for raising, increasing your residence to be more trans fam. And if you're trans mass, then they go the other direction. And it's, it's really awesome. You can just have a this tailor-made one-on-one class and then you everyone is it else free? Get, yeah on it's sundays free? on sundays it is there's a free place on the internet i can get better at being trans sounding yes <laughs> yes and you'll learn like different it's like being in a classroom and someone being called to the front of the class and you get to watch the interaction between the teacher and the student like doing the back and forth and so through that interaction, you get to learn through through osmosis different yeah. techniques that you can uh, use to improve your own voice. You can also pay for a class. So I said I paid sixty bucks and sat down with someone for an hour, and they led me through like specific exercises. And okay, so your homework is now to do these self semi occluded vocal tract exercises. It's like basically you take a glass of water and a straw and you like as you're blowing through the straw into a glass of water it has a back pressure that presses down back onto the vocal folds and it makes them sync up if you make a sound through that like you're blowing through the straw and you go you know into water it's mm -hmm. splashy so i was i suggest getting a jar doing this <laughs> but the back pressure onto the folds will make them vibrate in sync 
And if you do that enough, it actually heals your voice. Like it's stuff like that that's really cool. Also, the other thing that I learned in another class that I'm in is if you keep your mouth wide, like I'm not really doing it as much as I should be, but notice how my voice is now a lot more brighter. And if my tongue is now forward in my mouth, I get to sound a lot brighter. And even if I raise my pitch, then it sounds even better. And I have to practice this like all the time, like reading out loud so that I can practice getting the pitch where I need it to be mm -hmm. and have my mouth wide and really relearning how to talk and hold my, my, my mouth in a different way. It's very interesting. This is a joke, but girls should smile more. <laughs> See, those are the habits that I need to unlearn. I'm Same. working on it. Burn it's down difficult. the patriarchy. Ha <laughs> ha. With a smile. With a smile. <laughs> I got my torch. I've got the pitchfork. Whenever Capybara so does funny. does masculine voice, it's always a redneck masculine it's voice. Redneck. Helps get in character. Yeah. Was that April? Oh, I was just gonna say it's so funny because I, I desperately want to learn uh, unlearn how I like my natural reaction to everything is to smile and laugh. But at the same time, I'm just so goddamn happy all the time that it's really hard. <laughs> you should watch the show Daria. Plus reactions to everything, like exactly. <laughs> okay. I think that's just called autism, though. Maybe. <laughs> Pretty sure that's called autism. We're both autistic, for the record. Yeah, you may have to act, but what you're mm. doing isn't that enough, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I completely understand relate. I am definitely uh, divergent in exactly what way. I'm not sure, and I'm not sure if I'm going to seek diagnosis C, but yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. There's a, I say this a lot around here, but the Venn diagram of people who are neurodivergent and people who are trans is almost basically a circle. So I just basically expect that anyone who's gender nonconforming is probably some flavor of something, which I love so much. Okay, with our the last 18 minutes here, we've got a question from Quick Silverati, also known as Silver, who uses pronouns. So like cis question, this means that even, and this is back where we're talking about relationships, even if your sexuality might lean towards one side, which I'm just going to clarify there's more than one side or two sides. There's not even sides. But anyways, if your partner decides they are trans, accepting that is a little, literally just an extremely pure form of love. Am I understanding? Oh, whoa. I've got some opinions on that if nobody else wants you, the mic. You, you go first. I have opinions too, but you go first. You'll probably say. So on one hand, from personal experience, yeah, like having my partner accept me in whatever form, physical form I might take certainly felt very extreme pure love but that's it's not really as simple as that in that I a person um can love another person very deeply and very purely but their attraction to certain elements certain dynamics within the relationship certain practices that they may have those can change. And so while obviously, yes, it would be heartbreaking if April was no longer attracted to me in the way that I present now, it's not necessary. It's not because she would like love me any less. It's just because we wouldn't be compatible in that way. Not all people are combat compatible. So I like really am trying to uh, walk that fine line and explain it in that 
if you meet this person and you are attracted to them and then they tell you they're trans but this is who they are as presented and you suddenly reject them then that's just transphobia if you meet somebody and you love them and they come out as trans and say they want to transition um, to some other type of presentation, then you need to assess that. That presentation may work. You might need to try, see how it changes between you two. But like, the answer can be that it doesn't work. And that's just the reality of the situation. Sure is. Yeah, sir. I think that... I think there's also something to be said for safety in numbers. If your loved one might be LGBTQ and you love them, that might actually mean you're LGBTQ as well. And the community is stronger and more safe the more of us there are. I think it's it can, there is sometimes a, I don't know if grief is the right word, grief process, anxiety process grappling process a person goes through when they start to realize they might be LGBTQ. Particularly, I think we're talking about sexuality right now, so lesbian, gay, bisexual, or pansexual, or queer. LGBTQ. P. (laughs) But there's there's a whole process because you lose you lose the heteronormativity, you lose the heterosexual privilege that you get, the straight privilege. People start thinking you're dating you're, the person you're with is your sibling or your friend instead of your spouse or your partner. We That's a whole other whole topic. And Ian Richards chimes in, or demisexual. That's right. Demisexual is a whole nother also piece. And so I think it's the more people who identify as not straight and then from there start exploring what all of that means and learning more about it, the safer the rest of us are. Like a, there's like a solidarity thing there for me personally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Is there anything you want to add? Yeah, it's a loss of privilege. And it's coming to terms with your own identity. And it's, I think for some cis people, it's the first time that they look at their own identity and actually question it. And sometimes they see something within themselves that they do not want to go down that path with. And so that's up to them. They have to do the work. We can't do the work for them. And if they're not willing to do the work, the, the healthiest thing could be the relationship has to move on and you find someone that has done the work. And that's, you know, I feel like I've done that. I had to do the work too. I found out I was trans and then instantly lesbian, which actually that piece of it was really easy for me to grapple with because I was hetero and I liked women before and I still like women now and or you know and and now then Jack came along and now I'm like dating a a non-binary person so I have to expand my horizons a little bit it's not just women now I like a non-binary people too and now Jack's like going towards more of the trans mask side I'm like okay so my sexuality (laughs) is shifting around and my identity as along with it but also I've done the I've done the work to look at myself very deeply and ask the hard questions and go to therapy and heal and not a lot of I I find that some people just don't want to do that they for whatever reasons they have there's that whole piece of it and I think it's just uh, it comes down to how strong is the relationship 
and what sort of connection there is between the two people and what kind of work both have undergone and are willing to. And there's quite a lot of difference. There's a lot of combinations of that. So you'll see every combination of it. I got lucky with my relationship to Meowster. Very yeah. lucky. I consider myself the luckiest person on the planet. Aww. I really no, do. absolutely not. Absolutely. I, I refuse. I am the luckiest person. We're both very lucky. We're lucky. And I, there's heartbreak, but also there's absolute joy. And I feel like I've experienced sort of both sides of it. Did you have an opinion on that question? Oh, I feel like we all pretty much covered it. I feel like it can be tough. It can be tough. I feel like sometimes people look at sexual attraction, like the their identity with sexual attraction first, which can cause issues. Like, okay, if I identify as a lesbian and then I see, I limit myself to women that I perceive that are attractive. Whereas if I maybe don't put that lesbian label on it, I can just... Mm-hmm see who I find attractive, and then adjust my label as it happens to be in this moment, if that makes sense. Sliding more towards pan or queer. Exactly, exactly. But I also, like, I've identified, my first sexual identification was uh, bisexual, and I was, like, eight, (laughs) right? Like, I've identified as someone who likes both men and women and those between for ever like for as long as I remember having a sexual identity so I feel like that's not a particular struggle that I personally have gone through and so it can be a little bit harder for me to relate I hear that we have a couple more questions but we also only have eight minutes so I wonder (laughs) if we can pick maybe one more question to work on together I'm trying to see which one feels the most topical I think the one that V just submitted feels more topical Perhaps. So the question is, do you all have any thoughts about parsing the difference between being man adjacent or being a man or being woman adjacent or being a woman? They are similar, but different feelings that I feel are interesting to discuss. I have, my identity is woman adjacent, right? A queer woman adjacent. And what that sort of means to me is allowing, like it, it is the identifying marker that says that I have explored my gender and I have the freedom to explore my gender with respect to the life that I've lived as a woman because I'm not uncomfortable as a woman I use she her pronouns I present femininely these things don't make me uncomfortable but I've also done the gender experimentation and I've looked at it with a critical eye and I feel like that distinction like being able to say that I'm woman adjacent and I've explored my mas- my more masculine side and my more feminine side thoroughly. It's a good verbal note to communicate to people that I've done that. Whereas if I just set up that, if I just said that I was a woman and a cis woman at that, it doesn't communicate the same message. It doesn't communicate the level of work that I've put into exploring myself thoroughly. Have you ever heard of sense. the phrase demi-femme? I have heard of it, but I'm not very familiar with it yeah I just I wonder if demi femme or demi girl or demi woman might resonate with you I'm not sure if it would but more gender is a journey (laughs) exactly like I said I've only been deeply exploring this for the last few years so I'm I'm at the beginnings that's wonderful 
See, that's funny that you bring up demigenders because I've had a long wrestle with that because I like to describe as uh, male aligned or masculine aligned because if I am ever forced into the binary, if I am ever forced to make a decision one or the other, then I always choose male. But that's not the whole story. That's not the end of the story. And so for a while I was like, okay, this must be a demi boy right? This must be demi-mask. But to me, all of the people that I know who label as either demi-girl or demi-boy always seem to have this both internal and like aura of agenderness about it. Like they are split between a binary gender and a, a, a lack of gender and agender. And so that's something that like I just do not relate to. Like there is, it is not, a, I am not lacking in something. There is too much of something. I don't, super have a label aside from the male aligned because to me it's like calling a small joking warning about religious blasphemy that it's very strange to call jesus a demigod when he is supposed to be all man and all divine and if jesus can be all man and all divine then i certainly can so <laughs> that is my entirely joking but uh, way to communicate to especially religious people how i can be all of this at once i love that Okay, in a moment we are going to raid someone. I encourage everyone in the chat to hang out for the raid. You'll get extra channel points. We're going to go check out Queen City Q, who is a fellow non-binary pal, Twitch streamer, has closed captions on stream, and is also doing, has LGBTQ and AMA tags on the scene, but it looks like they're actually playing a game called Outriders, which looks intense. I don't know. This, this sounds super wonderful. Miaster, could I pretty please ask you to answer the questions, and especially since you're non-binary? Yes. I would really be interested in your yes. answer. Yes, I will answer the question and give everyone shout-outs before we go so that everyone's channels can get followed. Very but I, I just wanted the viewers to not fuck off because we're two minutes away from the end, and they're like, oh, it's over, <laughs> and then they miss the whole good ending. Raid, raid, raid. Yeah. Uh, difference between being man-adjacent, being a man, woman-adjacent, being a woman. I'm non-binary, and people are like never ever going to get my shit ever it's exhausting and bummer yeah that's the shortest answer yeah oh my goodness thank you for your generosity we just got a little pile of gift subs y'all are you trying to start a hype train so we won't stop streaming that's very kind <laughs> quick silverati you are the sweetest yeah i've had to reclaim my masculine pieces mm -hmm. i'm binary but also identified in the middle like Futch, right? Nice. Yeah. I'm Butch. Like, I'm a great parent and I'm very caring and empathetic, but also I can go and build things with power tools and cook a dinner and wrestle cattle and <laughs> ride a horse and I, all this stuff. I've got all these skills and like, you know, it's, it's part of my identity. It's, I don't want to throw it all away. Yeah, of course. It's all useful. So I just have to... And it's it. all part of you. Rem went through that too with the... When he first started identifying as trans, he slingshotted past the mark and went like real masculine binary and then came back closer to center. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't need to throw out the baby with the bathwater. But it was really wonderful for me to watch 
him as his identity shifted from where he was to where he is now he dropped a lot of the things like in his fashion and just things that I knew that he used to love he gave up for a while because it was too feminine presenting in the early stages of his transition but it was cool to see as his transition as he got further and further along in his transition and as he started passing more he readopted some of those more feminine qualities that I knew that he loved before and that was really rewarding for me watching his journey to rein back in some of those things that he loved yo I think what I want to add is if we abolish gender a lot of this conversation stops happening yeah yeah we can, we can stop taking so much time thinking about what am I exactly and just be people and like the need for those identities falls away I think we're a couple or several perhaps generations away from that and if y'all are interested in learning more I had an hour and 15 minute conversation with Joe's and Star about that on Monday and the VOD is up on my YouTube yeah so that's the rest of my answer to the question is if we just abolish gender then you know we don't have to worry about this yeah Almost all of the problems related <laughs> go away. They're just, just... <laughs> yeah, it's people loving people, yeah. people being people. Absolutely. And there's no bathrooms to fight over. There's no sports to fight over. I wholeheartedly want this to happen for us, and it's very Star Trekian in a way. And yeah. it happen. It's just we need some <laughs> like food replicators and just get everyone <laughs> on the same page. And once everyone's on the same page, then we can actually do something. Yeah. That's awesome. Fully automated. Yeah. All right, Chad is doing wild <laughs> things. I don't understand. And also Chet. there is a raid to be happening. What is happening? It's there it is wild. So I'm gonna do our shout outs now. And cool. then the talk show portion will be wrapped up. So if you all need to go to bed, but I think I'm going to hang out with Chad at least until the hype train ends. Thank you all so much. It's very kind of you. I'm going to switch screens because my cool shout out thing is not on this screen. It's on every single one except for this one. So it might take me a moment and we won't be able to see our friends' faces, but we'll still be able to hear your voices. Bye, friends. <laughs> we'll, we'll stay around for the hype train. Oh, yeah. Awesome. We're, we're going to hang out. Okay, cool. Very cool. All right. Oh, my glove. My face is very zoomed in. Let's fix that. That was a lot of face we just got. Your face. How is it still so... I have to fix this right now. Oh, my goodness. Why is... My camera is huge now. Hold on. There we go. That's a... that's more reasonable. That's closer. Y'all. My goodness. Wait a minute. Oh, did we hit... We hit our bit school. We have to give enough for kitty wet food now. Okay. Oh, my <gasps> glob. Do we have enough time? Aren't we raiding? We're, we will raid. We will. But also, here's some wet food of nondescript brands, because no one is giving me their money to plug their wet food. Y'all, look at this. (laughs) Okay, so first off, I'm going to shout out April. And the shout out command is going to play a a clip on screen, I think. We're going to find out. Let's see. I think my recent clip was an accidental clip, so this is going to be exciting. (laughs) Hi, Millie. How are you doing? I'm really excited to have you here. I've been like majorly lurking on your stream and Chelsea Mooncat's stream. <laughs> These are fun. Oh, Dungeon Master, I'm so glad that you like my emotes. Quicksilverati <laughs> worked really hard on them. <laughs> I love them. I love them so much. Oh, they are just quiet. <laughs> oh, just, no, yeah. I'm grinning so oh, no. hard, y'all. That was so cute and wholesome. I loved it so much. 
I've got the stream muted, so I don't even know what just happened. But we watched a clip of you. Yes, we watched a clip of you, and you're talking about Quicksilverati's emotes that was made for you, and you said hey to me in oh. your clip. It was I didn't. It's a randomly pulled clip out of all your clips, so somehow oh, it worked okay. out pretty well. <laughs> Lucky nice. us. <laughs> yes, she did talk about you in the clip. That's right. I love that so much. Okay, so uh, oh, next geez. we're gonna shout out Rem. I don't. I, Rem maybe doesn't even I have. I clips. don't have a. I don't have a clip. I, I'm so new. I'm gonna have my first stream like tomorrow or Monday. And ah, it's oh, guys. His first stream is gonna be tomorrow. Let's uh, go drop him a follow. Give him all I, the love and support. Ba- I, I'm gonna do art streaming. I do traditional art of many mediums. You'll get to see my studio and ask me to doodle things. I'm sure. Awesome. I just tried to give you a shout out and I spelled your name wrong. So if you'll plunk it in the Discord, I will redo the thing. So folks can go follow the hyperlink and go give you a thing. So Rem, where can we see your art? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have an art internet place? So I used to have an art internet place way back in the day, but for uh, obvious reasons, I do not want to disclose that art uh, place. I have made a new one, but they are not populated yet. So that is... Why I am Twitch streaming is to redo art things. <laughs> I love that for you. So, folks, if you want to give Rem a follow, it's Rem Pell Stilt Skin. There's an underscore between Rem and Pelt Stilt Skin. <laughs> no, it's like Rumple Stilt Skin, the, yeah. the folktale. I love that so much. I just, I put a T in it the first time. That's why I goofed it up. I said Pelt instead of Pell. That's my bad. Finally, we have a shout out for Trans Capybara. Yeah. streamed one whole time. I don't even know if you have any any clips. I do. <laughs> yes. Oh god. Do you have a do you have a highlight <laughs> or do you have a clip? Oh, it's a highlight. Okay. It's not oh. going to play cuz it's a clip. It's a not yeah, anyways. Oh. So, Capybara oh. <laughs> is what are you what are you going to do on stream? What's your plan? I think I actually I'm probably practicing voice stuff if I ever stream again. Like I thought I was and uh, usually whenever I'm streaming, it's because I'm testing the network. And I've got no overlays. It's bare, just a window with a camera. And I'm just practicing stream stuff, just voice stuff. I don't really, I don't really care about anything else, really. But if anyone wants to drop in and chat whenever I'm streaming, that'd be great. Chat you up and should we my... turn our notifications on because you don't stream very often? So we want to catch you when you do go live. What? We should turn our notifications on for your channel. So oh. when you do go live, the like once every quarter that you go live, we all get the notifs and you sure. can read your chat. Yes, sure. Yes, please do that. <laughs> and the the and then if I ever do again, you're like so maybe I'll go online more often if I know what people are going to be watching me. I don't know. I'll raid you sometime. Oh, they dropped you a follow, Capybara. <laughs> you got at least two more follows. Uh, and Silverati. Love that. Nice. Well, Silverati friends, this has that. been just so delightful. Do you have Twitter handles? I feel like I'm not doing this very coordinatedly, and I apologize for I me. Do you have a Twitter handle? Let me grab it for you. Twitter is the new one that I'm experimenting with. I have one link tree with everything. Maybe I'll plug that. There we go. I just plunked it in the chat. It's also been on the screen the whole time, but it's white text with no borders, so I should fix that. But I'm on link tree. It's dungeon underscore meowster. And you can see my... Oh, we should watch my new raid trailer. Oh, my gosh. Y'all. 
We should we but should first, watch that actually. Yes. But first, let's get April's things in the thing. Uh, your link and drop it in, Rob. No, it's all good. Oh, you don't want your Twitter in there? Okay. Thank you, Meowster. Yay. What's your, your handle? Oh, it's April Maybe Dead One. I dropped it in the oh, room. It's, okay. Yep. Sorry. That is You're me looking no in the wrong spot. April Maybe Dead One. Let me go make sure I'm following you right now, so don't forget. Is there an April Maybe Dead Zero? Or like without the one? I am following you, and I have notifications turned on. I'm learning Twitter. I'm getting there. We getting there. <laughs> I love that so much. Okay, are you all ready for the first on-stream premiere of my raid video? Yes. My, cha my channel trailer, it is one minute. We edited it all yesterday, and I was up till in the morning putting it in all the places, and it's really cool. It's Please really, enjoy. It's really good. Please watch. I left it in a folder, and I bet it got cleaned up and deleted it. I bet that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's not there anymore. Or no, it got it got moved into a folder. Here, hold on. This, that's the folder location. This is I know it's thrilling content, you all. There is an incredible there is an incredible amount of tiny bit of detail tracking that goes into all this. This one, like if it's in a place, and they go grab it, and then one thing changes. Okay, I'm gonna try again. I'm Dungeon Master, and I use they-them pronouns. I'm a variety streamer focusing on adventure, grove, where foreigners live, platforming, <laughs> simulation, and RPGs. Oh, what? Oh no, the sun! I also host various tabletop role-playing games. My objective is puns, not plot. <laughs> My community is comfy, cozy, and very welcoming to non-binary and trans individuals, as well as neurodivergent folks. We have a very active and lovely Discord server you can join as well. It's a great place to find LGBTQ plus folks interested in tabletop role-playing games or excellent wholesome memes. You can find my full schedule and more information about me in the panels below. I know you're here for me, but really, you're here for this cat. So that's my new channel trailer. I love it so much. <laughs> Thanks for watching with me. <laughs> okay. Capybara has departed to fetch the cat because I just remembered when I saw her eating the food on stream that we hit our bits goal and we have to feed the cat now. What food on stream? It's a reward. <laughs> it's a bits reward. But my friends, you don't have to stay on screen for that if you don't want to. You let me know what you prefer. All right. I'm going to do the wet food thing, but I'm going to switch to just chatting so we can see the cat more. And the raid will happen in approximately two minutes. Hooray. Thanks for chatting with me, y'all. It's such a great time. I would I would love to do it again. I love it. I love that. Thank you. Have a good night, y'all. Alright, friends. We release the kitten. Release the kitten. Whoa. Whoa. All the wet foods. All of them's. So y'all, anytime you want to make this cat this happy. We just gotta meet one of our goals. <laughs> She's making a mess of my hand and I love it. I'll turn the music down, it's a bit much. Epic lo-fi while watching a cat eat wet food. Quality content here on Dungeon Master Channel. We live to please. <laughs> Nefer is adorable, I agree. Thanks everyone for contributing to our reward goals. 
Music is not coming through. Oh, you know why? It's because I haven't done that. There we go. Now you can hear it, hopefully. So, Neferkitty is very grateful for all y'all being awesome. So she can have wet food. Kittens. Will you hold this cup for me? You're gonna get your hand covered in cat food like I just did. We'll bring her bowl up next time to catch the missing bits. So friends, our next stream, it's scheduled to be Sunday. I don't know if it's happening because if my family stuff happens the way we think it might, it won't. But in the meantime, we're going to go give some love to Queen City Q, the stream I mentioned earlier. If you are a subscriber, you can copy this first raid message. If you're not a sub, you can copy the second one. I appreciate all of you for being here. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time.